0: You're listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. Today's sermon is Reality and Society. Parents who drug their children and children using drugs. As always in the description box of this podcast, you will find a link to the Lions Tears Ministry where you can learn and study this information on your own. This sermon was written in 2018 and updated in 2019 and I was viewing the news and saw so many children under the age of five who had been given drugs like meth tobacco and other substances that the Lord God Almighty compelled me to write an article on this topic so you know the forces of evil that are playing hardball on our kids and families. All information as always for this sermon is taken from websites which their links are found after the presentation. Please do your research and help children Understand that changing one child's life can change everyone they have contact with. So you do not know how many lives you could change by helping one child. Drug stats on infants. The number of babies that are estimated to be born every year with a dependency to at least one substance is 440,000. There is at least one baby born every hour in the United States that is suffering from opioid withdrawal. Neonatal abstinence syndrome is a postnatal drug withdrawal syndrome that occurs primarily among opioid-exposed infants shortly after birth, often manifested by central nervous system irritability, autonomic reactivity, and gastrointestinal tract dysfunction, and that comes from cdc.gov. 70% of chronic opiate users will have a baby that is born dependent. Alcohol use during pregnancy can result in fetal alcohol syndrome. An estimated 40,000 newborns each year are affected by fetal alcohol syndrome or have fetal alcohol syndrome disorder or spectrum disorders, which damage ranging from major to subtle. One in 100 babies have fetal alcohol, alcohol syndrome disorder nearly the same rate as autism. FASD is more prevalent than Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, SIDS, cystic fibrosis, and spina bifida combined. Alcohol use during pregnancy is the leading preventable cause of birth defects, developmental disabilities, and learning disabilities. Children born to women who engage in moderate To severe drinking during pregnancy run the risk of their child being born with fetal spectrum or fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, a classification which includes the three main disorders relating to alcohol consumption, fetal alcohol syndrome, fetal alcohol effects, and alcohol-related neurodevelopmental disorders. The Institute of Medicine states, of all the substance of abuse, including cocaine, heroin, and marijuana, alcohol produces by far the most serious neurobehavioral effects in the fetus. And this is taken from NOFAS.org fact sheets. So before you start judging why society is the way it is, maybe we should understand people and their background first. Maybe they had parents who drink and didn't know that drinking led to fetal alcohol spectrum disorder or, you know, used illicit drugs or whatever the case may be. The point of this sermon is to let you know that there are many reasons why society is the way it is in all nations, and drugs and drug usage is one of the reasons. If you listened to the podcast prior to this one, or have watched the video on YouTube or brand new tube about opium, you learned that your governments knew the effects of opium and still produced heroin, morphine, and opium-related products. They still use pharmaceutical companies that produce these things, which had Ties to Auschwitz and Nazi related events. So, uh, again, until our governments who traffic these drugs via companies or underground or black markets stop doing so, drugs will never go away. So, it is up to all of us. To educate each other on the cause and effect of drugs. For when we make a stand united as the body of Abba Yah, the Lord God Almighty, hand in hand as brothers and sisters who are crying out for oppression to end and to have equality for everyone, we must first Embrace what our governments do and work against them without violence, but with our hearts and minds properly in tune with the changes that need to take place. Let's continue. Estimates suggest that about 5% of pregnant women use one or more addictive substances, and there are around 750,000 cocaine-exposed pregnancies every year. Cocaine use during pregnancy is associated with maternal migraines and seizures, premature membrane rupture, and separation of the placental lining from the uterus prior to delivery. And that's from drugabuse.gov. A 2000 study examining the long-term effects of prenatal cocaine exposure on babies found that neurological changes take place in utero due to the drug's effect on dopamine and serotonin pathways. However, studies on laboratory animals indicate these neural pathways return to normal into adulthood. Despite this, behavioral issue issues remain Researchers believe prenatal exposure to cocaine might lead to an increased risk of seizures, depression, schizophrenia, and Parkinson's disease in adults. And that information was taken from DrugRehab.org. Unfortunately, heroin use is all uh, prevalent. The 2015 National Survey on Drug Use and Health Report showed that 329,000 people in the U.S. reported using heroin in the past month. This includes women of childbearing age. The survey found that approximately 79,000 women are aged 15 through 44 in the U.S. reported using heroin in the past month. Heroin is a drug that appears to have a significant impact not only on the behaviors and cognitive development of children exposed to heroin prenatally, but also on the stability of their home environment. Heroin use during pregnancy can result in neonatal abstinence syndrome. Heroin Use can also be deadly to the developing fetus or the newborn baby. Aside from increased miscarriage risks due to complications like placental abruption, illicit drug use during pregnancy increases the risk of stillbirth, death of a baby in the womb after 20 weeks of pregnancy by two to three times. The 2014 National Survey on Drug Use and Health found that 1.6 million people reported using meth in the past year and that 569,000 people were currently using meth at the time of the survey. One of the reasons meth is so prevalent is because it can be made with relative ease from legal yet toxic ingredients such as Freon and Paint Thinner. In 2012, meth ranked first in drug-related treatment admissions in Hawaii and San Diego. One study of meth-related emergency rooms visits found that more than 400,000 reproductive aged women reported using meth in the prior month. Another study found that meth was the primary substance requiring treatment during pregnancy between 1994 and 2006. In a Swedish study, children who were exposed to meth in utero were tested at birth at one year and at four years. Researchers found that females exposed to meth were significantly shorter and lighter than the males. At age 8, there was a significant correlation between how much meth a fetus was exposed to in utero and the level of aggressive behavior and social maladjustment. When the child or when the children were tested at age 14 and 15 years old, they performed significantly worse than their peers on math tests. However, this study was also confounded by variables outside of the researcher's control, such as maternal polysubstance use, stress levels, environment, number of siblings, and foster care placements. Some studies suggest that the use of meth during pregnancy can result in fetal abnormalities, other studies have reported that meth use during pregnancy can increase the risk of cleft lip in babies. A case-control study found that mothers who used drugs during the first trimester had three times the risk of having a baby with gastroschisis. Gastroschisis is a birth defect in which the baby's intestines stick out of the body from a hole near the belly button. And this comes from drugabuse.com. Smoking marijuana while pregnant. A study published in 1994 showed that children under three, or children aged three and older, whose mothers smoked marijuana during pregnancy, had a decrease in attention span, brain function, and memory. A similar study in 2004 showed that children born to mothers who smoked marijuana in the first and third trimesters of pregnancy had higher levels of anxiety and depression. And this comes from GreenKidsDoc.WordPress, published in 2015. Stats on Children and Drug Use The best way to find out if high school kids do drugs is to ask them. That's exactly what NIDA does every year in its annual Monitoring the Future study. This survey of more than 46,000 teens, 8th, 10th, and 12th graders, to be exact, showed that 13% of 8th graders, 30% of 10th graders, and 40% of 12th graders say they have used a drug at least once in the past year, and that comes from teens.drugabuse.gov. As a mom, dad, sibling, or guardian of a middle schooler, it may be hard to believe that your preteen could be using drugs or drinking underage. But data from the last decade shows rates of middle school substance abuse and addiction in kids as young as 11 or 12 years old have swelled across the United States. In 2015, more than 8% of 8th graders reported using illicit drugs. And that comes from theircoveryvillage.com on teen addiction. In the past year, the most commonly used drug among eighth graders are marijuana at 11.7%, inhalants at 5.3%, synthetic marijuana at 3.3%, cough medicine at 2%, tranquilizers at 1.7%, Adderall at 1.3%, hallucinogens at 1.3%, Oxycontin at 1%, bicodin at 1%, cocaine at 1%, ecstasy or MDMA at 0.9%, and Ritalin at 0.9%. Recent data shows teen alcohol abuse is a serious problem with middle schoolers. Boys are more likely to try drinking before girls, and the average age at first use is 11 years old, around the end of elementary school. And again, this comes from therecoveryvillage.com. More teens die from prescription drugs than heroin or cocaine combined, and the United States represents 5% of the world's population and 75% of prescription drugs taken. of teens who abuse prescription drugs get them free from friends and relatives. About 50% of high school seniors do not think it's harmful to try crack or cocaine once or twice, and 40% believe it's not harmful to use heroin once or twice and this comes from do something and that is what i pray that we start doing as the body of abba yah the lord god almighty we must make a stand and spread this news It's okay to come up with organizations like DARE to keep kids off drugs, but again, when your governments are the ones funneling these drugs in via the pharmaceutical companies or, you know, their underground networks, then what are you supposed to do? Change starts within our own bodies first, within our home, our, our family. The more we educate and the more we have knowledge, The knowledge is power. Then we can transform our communities. And drugs is a huge problem for all nations. Teens, drug use statistics. Here we go some more. Statistics on teen drug use from the Monitoring the Future Survey in 2018 vary depending on the specific substance used, including... Opioids. One in three high school seniors report that prescription opioids were easily accessible. Marijuana. Among 12th grade students, one in four report report that regular marijuana use is highly risky, yet rates at vaping of marijuana have increased significantly in recent years. Alcohol. Past month use of alcohol was reported by 30% of high school seniors in 2018. Nicotine and tobacco rates of past year vaping of these substance increased by one third across all grades. And vaping is the second most common route of substance use in eighth, tenth and twelfth grade students. So how can we talk about drugs with our teenagers? Trust me, I have three teenagers, teenage daughters, and I talk to them about everything. What I teach you, I teach them too. So, most researchers and mental health professionals believe that it's best to discuss drug use with children early, before they are teenagers. I started talking to them about everything. And because I had joint custody, sometimes that fell through the cracks. But I can honestly say that my daughters, despite everything that they've been through, have never... to drugs, and I am thankful to the Lord God Almighty for that, because I know that is a route that could have happened. Anyway, unfortunately, sometimes parents and teens have their first meaningful conversation about drug use directly after teenage drug use has occurred or has been suspended and discovered. Such conversations can lead to confrontational and emotionally tense scenarios that are less productive, which is why you need to start talking about them and don't just let your schools parent your children. That is the problem with society today too. We send our children off to school and think our teachers and professionals should just teach our children. Parents Our job as a parent is to teach our children. What do you do if a teen admits to drug use? Teens who admit to drug use without prompting are likely to do well in recovery programs, as making such an admission takes courage and a willingness to be honest. Additionally, teenagers who admit to drug use after being asked by a loved one or teacher can be praised for their ability to tell the truth when called upon and yes if your child tells you or if you find that they have a drug addiction problem yeah you're probably gonna freak out but you need to praise them for telling you the truth and for coming to you brothers and sisters drug usage in your teenage years is not normal so if that's how you grew up I'm sorry that is not a normal lifestyle and it needs to change what to do if a teen denies drug use when teens deny their drug use parents or educators may face a difficult choice as to whether or not to believe the denial As a parent, you could ask for a conformatory drug test, but that may result in a decrease in trust and communication between you and your teen. In those instances, if drug use is suspected despite the denial, it's best to seek professional consultation. An intervention strategy organized by a professional interventionist may be useful in helping smooth communications between parents and teens who struggle with drug addiction. A successful intervention often leads to enrollment at a rehab center. And that is from FloridaRehab.com. Recent articles in the news about parents giving children drugs like Our children need drugs and they can find it on their own, but we have parents out here who give their children drugs. And instead of criticizing these parents, the system has let them fall through the cracks and haven't provided the proper help that they need. I know about the Division of Family Services They've been in my life for a very long time and I'm praying that they're out of my life now but I still have a daughter at home so probably not. Because the thing about that is when your child is molested and sodomized and they are trying to figure out the world and think you are just controlling them because you don't want them to get hurt and you yell at them, DFS gets called. Or you get into an argument. DFS gets called, and it's just ridiculous. But I have reached out when DFS was called, and I was stressed because, mind you, for the last 10 years prior to this one, I was in and out of the hospital, in and out of treatment with my daughter for her eating disorder. I was trying to keep her alive and psych treatments for both my oldest two Children and myself without going crazy. So when DFS did enter, you know, come into my life a couple times, I asked them for help and there are services. But the thing about that is you have to ask for them because they're not going to give it to you. And that's bogus. And I want to say something else, but I'm not going to cuss because it really makes me mad. The Division of Family Services, especially here in Missouri, do not do a 100% job that they're supposed to do. Sure, they overlook certain things, especially an ex-husband who was a cop and let a man abuse and molest their daughter in their own house. And then took part in... um. Corporal punishment, locking them in their room, and letting his girlfriend beat them. Yeah, they overlook that type of stuff. They sure do. What they need to start doing is their actual job. And I will call them out on that. Because they don't. They investigate, bull, and let the real stuff slide. So, back to this article. A Wisconsin mother allegedly let men abuse two young children for years in exchange for drugs and money, according to KTLA sister station WEAU. Michelle Mayer, 39, of Al Clara, has been charged with two counts of repetitive sexual assault of a child, party to a crime. The abuse allegedly started years ago when Mayor allowed different men into her mother's house. According to WTMJ, the men allegedly gave Mayor meth, cocaine, and money. And in return, she allowed them to sexually and physically assault two children she was trafficking, ages six and nine, according to a cl- criminal complaint. And you can find that at ktla.com. In Klamath, Oregon, Nicholas' niece, 24, was arrested Saturday for allegedly injecting his three-month-old son with meth. He was charged with endangering the welfare of a minor and recklessly endangering another person, both of which were considered misdemeanors. Yeah. Niece pled not guilty to all charges. And you can find that article on ktvl.com or heraldandnews.com. And again, that was written in 2019. I didn't update anybody um, when I first saw these articles. So some of these articles are old and some of these people probably been processed, but really, read the news or follow your local news and you see the exact same thing in every state in the United States and most likely around the world. Spanish Fork, Utah. Police said a mother and father were arrested after they gave their newborn daughter, on the day she was born, CBS affiliate KUTV and Salt Lake City reports, um, they gave their daughter drugs. Wilde admitted that he applied crushed Suboxone pills to the infant's gums after the child's birth on April 9th, while nurses and medical staffers were out of the room. Police say Suboxone is a prescription pain medicine used for addiction treatment. And again, you can read that at cbsnews.com. Here's another example. Two parents have been accused of injecting their three young children with heroin to put them to sleep in a home filled with rat droppings and drug needles. Ashley Hutt, 24, and boyfriend Leroy McClever, 25, allegedly told the children, girls aged 2 and 4 and a boy aged 6, that they were being injected with sleeping juice or feel-good medicine. And you can read that on WashingtonPost.com or Mirror.co.uk. A North Carolina mother helped her one-year-old daughter smoke marijuana in videos of the child puffing on a cigarillo that garnered millions of views online, according to an arrest record. You can look that up at Time.com. Her name was Brianna Ashante. Matthew eighteen six says, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. The thing about Matthew eighteen six is this all children believe in the Lord God almighty. They are taught not to Romans twelve nineteen says. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. We don't have to seek vengeance, brothers and sisters. What we need to do is speak the truth and spread the truth and help those who are in need of help. When we turn a blind eye because, oh my goodness, they're drug addicts or they're out on the corner getting high. And you pass judgment, you're no better than those getting high because you're doing nothing about it. Yet you sit and you praise God all day long, but you need to start asking yourself, what are you doing about it? Again, when you help one person and one child changed their lives, you don't know how many lives you're actually changing, because you don't know how many people they are going to come in contact with, and you don't know how many people they're going to tell their testimony to. Deuteronomy thirty two thirty five. to me belongeth vengeance and recompense, their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. Matthew 25, 40, and the king shall answer and say to them, verily I say unto you, and as much as you have done it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you have done it unto me. So next time you think about passing judgment on a little child, or if you're one who promotes drug use and child underage drinking, then you're... One, not of ya and two, you're doing it straight to him. Think about that. There was a photo that I had on Facebook, because I'm no longer affiliated with Facebook, that had a man injecting his arm with Jesus behind him. And he, you know, was in pain and holding him but injecting as if he was injecting Jesus as well. And that's what Matthew twenty-five forty states. When we continue to let these drugs out on the street, we are continuing to pollute hearts and minds. If we do not start rising up and being the body of Abba Yah and believing that Yahushua HaMashiach came to save us from corruption like this, then... What's the point of life, is my question. We are called to be the light of the world. We are not called to fall under chaos and turmoil and drug addiction. We need to educate and talk about the things that people just don't want to talk about. Luke seventeen two, It were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck, and he cast into the sea, then that should offend one of these little ones. So whenever we harm our children, again, it's better off that we're dead. Now you can see what's wrong with our society. Drug use is so popular, especially while pregnant, when a child is born addicted, they suffer the rest of their lives. I believe this is a major reason the U.S. is falling apart, and I know it is. When the next generation is old enough to run this country, we need to ask, will they be mentally and physically capable to do so without destroying us? Seems that we really need to get our priorities in check when it comes to drugs. And again, do your homework. Find out the pharmaceutical companies that are producing these drugs and quit spending your money with them. Abba Yah, the Lord God Almighty, made natural remedies, color-coded for every organ in your body. There's no reason for drugs. And whenever your heart and mind is weak and you suffer depression, I encourage you to please seek out help rather than go on a drug or drinking binge, and get addicted. The Lord God Almighty wants relationships with everyone. And that includes those who have a drug addiction, those who feel lost, those who don't know which way is up or down, and those who are poisoning their children. At this very moment, all of that can stop. But you... Have to be the one who says. I want you Abba Yah to release me of all of this. Please help me. Set me free. And confess with your mouth. That Yahushua Jesus Christ came to save you. And ask him to forgive you for all the wrong things that you have done. And that's holding you back. And ask him to teach you. How to really be set free. And he will. I promise you. I promise you brothers and sisters. If I can go through. Abuse. Sexual abuse. Being raped. Abuse where I lost my hearing. To a man who abused me. He hit me so hard. I am deaf in one ear. If I can survive. My daughters being molested. And sodomized. Without turning into a drug addict or a prostitute or whatever else, so can you. And that's what my testimony is made for. And that's what testimonies of recovery and those who have walked in similar shoes are used for. So if you have a testimony, you need to use it. If you have means to build an organization that will teach others on how to see the world in a different view, how to teach them about drugs and violence and alcohol and how to overcome it, then do so. Be a mentor. Our children depend on us. And if we remain tight-lipped, And our mouths are shut, then what? We have no one else to blame but ourselves at that point because everyone is able to speak out and do something about it. If I can create a podcast with the Lord God Almighty for free, so can you. If I can create a website with the Lord God Almighty, for free, so can you. Actually, I pay for it, but it's only like $69 a month, or not a month, a year. And it's next to nothing to get the true word of Abba Yah out. So if he is calling you to become a drug abuse counselor or a mentor or Anything related to how we can help each other build and heal properly, then please start acting. Do not ignore your calling. Because I promise you, your calling Cannot be ignored. And if you're facing difficult times in your life and you have a calling that you feel like the Lord is pulling you towards and you ignore it, things are going to get rougher. Trust me, I lived through that phase of my calling as well. I tried to run from it like Jonah and the Lord God said, who are you to tell me no? And he brought things into my life that caused me pain and heartache. But that's the way it is. He has always been here for me. He's never let me completely fall on my face. Sure, I was in the bottom of a pit in the wilderness, homeless, trying to figure out how to help my children so they didn't become drug addicts or prostitutes. And he showed me, by working in a psych facility, what happens to our women and men when they do not get the proper help that they need. So again, I'm calling on all government organizations who say that they want to help the people to actually start helping the people. And again, brothers and sisters, it's up to us because our governments are not going to answer that call. As always, it's never goodbye, but I'll see you later.